Hello, um, this is Amanda, and um, today, tonight, I will be um, doing my assessment case study pod- podcast, I guess, and I will be sharing evidence about my student who is a first grader, and um, I will be calling her Z for short. Um, All right, so um, looking at the standardized tests, first of all, um, as far as the first few questions go, um, the norm-referenced assessments, um, the examples that I used with my student were the FAST test, the COGAT test, FNPs, COM, the concepts, uh, what is it called? Concepts of math. What is it? Is that what it stands for? I think so. Um, those were the scores that, or the tests that um, I uploaded for Z's data. Um, so the norm reference assessments help uh, parents and teachers see where the student is um, compared to averages. It's more. Um, uh, it's more in comparison to other students um, based on like the grade or the age. Um, the, the scores are understood by comparing knowledge or skills of a student in comparison to the norm. So that's where the norm reference comes in. Um, so they're created by testing experts and they're scored using those guidelines. And parents will be able to tell where their child falls in relation to others from these tests and will help them see if their student is at grade level, below grade level, um, above target level. Uh, they are usually measured by a number that falls like in a color category. So I know the fast test does that. So there's a you know blue, which is like above um, their grade level. And then green is where they should be. And then there's yellow, which is below. And then there's red. Um, so different uh, assessments give measurements like that to make it more clear for teachers and parents. Um, uh, And teachers can also use these assessments as a whole, like as a whole classroom to judge their own instruction and where they need to place more emphasis. So if they're noticing that some students are, or like many students are falling back in a certain category, then the teachers can like place more emphasis there. So it helps the teachers in that regard um, with their classroom academic performance um and then the criterion referenced assessments of the teach more like the teacher made tests so in um my with my student um we had them writing their numbers one uh, up to 120 and then there was a beginning of the year assessment and um that was just a kind of a random um, collection of Numbers and reading and rhyming and shapes and colors um, and letter sounds and letter names and all that. Um, so, um, teaching my tests like this, um, scores are given based off of the objective or the standard. Um, 
And the scores are understood by comparing a student's knowledge or skills in comparison to the teacher's expectations. And parents would have a better understanding of where their child sits in comparison to their specific class or their specific school. So that's why it's different than the norm. Um, and the parents would be able to judge whether or not their child was meeting those expectations and acquire, inquire, in acquiring those concepts or skills. Um, and also helps teachers see where they need to um, place more instruction, uh, better instruction. And then even parents can, you know, see these... these uh, uh, assessments and see where they can help out by picking up the slack too. Um, and then, uh, let's see the classrooms with a, with a large number of special needs students and EL students, there could, there could be a problem with these standardized tests. I mean, um, they don't really allow for um, students to uh, their voices to be heard in that regard. Um, and also these tests focus on memorized facts, uh, which undervalues sk other skills and abilities. So it's not really getting the full picture of the student, I guess. Um, and it's just not a good overview of the whole child and also it's not a good view of what they're actually working on in class not every teacher teaches for the test there's other skills that are being taught that aren't um aren't apparent on those standardized tests and sometimes that's not shown that's not seen um so it wouldn't take into account what's happening actually in the classroom um, and then when looking at the student work samples, uh, there are some quizzes and some homework, some, um, things like that. And from those, I could see that Z is, first of all, an amazing artist. Uh, she, there's two homeworks, I believe. Let's see. Yeah, there were two homework, or one was a pretest for the living, for the organism pretest. And she drew a wolf as her living thing. And she drew the wolf on this, um, it's almost like a little mountain. And then underneath there's like a cave. And then there's two different types of trees. There's the pointy tree, so I'm guessing it must be some like a pine tree or something. And then, then there's a bushy tree. And then um, the wolf is at the peak of the mountain like looks like he's hollowing like a, a wolf would do um so that's a lot of skill and then also in her homework assignment she was asked to draw another picture um following a sequence what would happen next in the sequence and her her picture was more detailed than the examples she included a mountain and she even put snow on the top of the mountain so there's just a lot of detail and um so that was really interesting to see um and then also with her work samples i was able to see that she knows that sentences start with capital letters and they end with periods and um 
she has skills in recognizing and ordering numbers. And that's a, even beyond beyond for what's expected in first grade. Um, she can rhyme words, and they're, they're even sensical words, so they're not even made-up words, which would have been accepted as rhyming words still, but she, they, they have meaning. Um, she recognizes all shapes, which is, like, I think really... Um, I've given this assessment many times to different first graders through the years, and um, most kids don't know what rhombus and hexagon and trapezoid is at the beginning of first grade, and she knows them all. Um, and then as far as her errors that I noticed with her um, work samples is the only errors she made on her spelling test, because there's three wrong out of ten, and the word, um, the words that she got wrong were the spelling, spelling words that had the CK sound in them. So back, pack, and sack. So she's consistent with her errors, um, that she got all those three words wrong. And it's also evident that she, um, did a lot of erasing. So you can tell she was not confident in that word, um, she was trying to figure out what the correct spelling was for the word and couldn't quite get it. Um, and then, um, but also it was interesting because every other word on the spelling test, she got every word spelled correctly, except for the word pretty, which, um, it's not marked wrong because the teacher was just assessing the spelling words, not all the words on the page. Um, but it's evident that she, that, that Z was trying to sound out the word pretty and she, you know, heard the I sound and put an I cause you know, that's what sound I makes. And then at the end of pretty, she was even able to put EY because so she knows that EY can sometimes make that E sound at the end. Um, so she's got a lot of skill there. Um, and also, when you're looking at the uh, numbers chart, when she's writing her numbers up to 120, she couldn't quite get there. She stopped at, um, correctly, she stopped at 109, and she couldn't figure out how to write 110. So she needs work with that. Um, and it's also evident, too, because many times students will continue on after that. And she wrote 1,010. And so the next, you know, in that order, in the next question, or the next number would be 1,011. Um, but she stopped after 1,010, which shows that she must have known that it was wrong. And she said, oh, I'm done, you know. So um, that was interesting to see. And as far as the observational data, uh, this was... the probably the most interesting part of looking at all these all these different forms of data. Um, I can see that Z is a very observant learner. Um, it seems she loves to learn and likes the challenge of learning. And interestingly, her favorite subjects are the one is the one that's hardest for her, math. I could not believe that her that a first grader would explain it this way. I mean who likes the subjects that are the hardest for them in first grade? <laughs> Um, so that was really impressive. Uh, she, she admitted that she was not good at math, 
but that it's an opportunity for her to, to learn. Um, so that was amazing. Um, and, but also about math, she does have some anxiety about that. Um, because from the interest inventory, it does say that she gets worried about getting math wrong. Um, and, um, yeah, I said she was worried about that. And then, um, which makes me think that she might have a hard time with things in the future when she gets things wrong. And she's probably not used to getting a lot of things wrong. So this could be, you know, if I was her teacher, I would be, you know, very aware of this. This would open my eyes to that. Um, And then also you can tell that Z has many adult conversations. She's able to vocalize things in ways that show that she is modeling what adults have said to her. So I'm thinking that, you know, she has a lot of adult conversations at home. Um... And as far as triangulating the data, I knew some about this child. Um, I don't work with her regularly. I did it more at the beginning of the year and now not so much. Um, but the reason I chose her for this study is because I know she's she can vocalize herself. And I thought that she, this would be a really good contribution to this study because um, she could contribute, you know, some important things for me um and um I'm really glad I chose her because it really I mean it would have been I'm I'm interested in trying doing this again with another student who's you know which would be who would be harder to collect the evidence on because I feel like I'd even learn even more from them maybe just having the opportunity to be able to talk to them one-on-one um but getting data in multiple methods like this, triangulating the data in this way, um, is so useful because I was able to gather so much information about Z that I would not have known if I would have only looked at one assessment. For you know, If I'd only looked at her testing scores, I wouldn't know that she had all this talent, like her artistry in her work samples. And if I'd only looked at her homework, I wouldn't have known how high she is able to achieve on her tests, how high she can go above grade level. And if I had only looked at her interest inventories, I might have thought that she was bad at math or that math was hard for her, but that's obviously not the case looking at other data. So it's interesting just um, being able to pull from all these things and really getting a really good picture of a student in this way. Um, what else do I want to add to this? Also, the thing about the anxiety, um, and the, and the conversation talking like an adult, um, when I asked her what subjects makes you think and work the hardest, um, she says that, um, Sometimes I think about my future and I wonder if I'll be my, be my best. That's why I think about it and try my hardest now. I just had to add this in there because that was such an amazing quote. I had to quote her word for word um, because that's literally what she said. I could not believe it. 
that she would talk like that. She's trying her hardest now so that in the future she can have a better future. (laughs) I was so amazed um, with that. And it was really interesting, too. She wants to be a zoologist or someone who studies animals. She's, um, they had a, a, a brief stint with a person who came in from Guatemala. And he was there for maybe f- three or four weeks in a row, just one day a week for an hour at a time. And he would just share things about Guatemala and his experience there and how things are different, you know, in school there than they are here. And I wasn't able to be in any of those um, classes when he was talking, but I've been in them before when when other people from other countries have come. But um, she, I was when I asked her what her favorite games and sports were, she um, said that uh, freeze tag or or hide and seek were her favorite, and then she said. Without me even asking for additional information, she said, well, we had a guest speaker from Guatemala, and some of the things are the same in my culture as it is from his, but I like the way that they play hide-and-seek in Guatemala. I like this Guatemalan style. She was able to say Guatemalan style. So she she knows to change that from not Guatemala style, Guatemalan style. So her language is there, and I might I have to add too, which I didn't put on anywhere on my case study. I just realized, but Z is a um, English is her second language, and um, for her to be able to uh, express herself in the way she does, for being an English learner, it's amazing. Um, so. This student amazes me, and I collected even more uh, information on her than I even uploaded. Uh, but you know, I try to stick to the assignment. But there's so much more I could say about her. But she's she's just an amazing student, and um, collecting all this data made me realize it even it even further. Um, and the way that she read the book to me when we when I uh, gave the book handling or the what was it the I gave her a book I can't remember oh yeah the um yeah the book handling and print concept book she read me the book she you know was able to answer all those point to everything where everything was even even able to explain explain everything about the book no problems with comprehension. Um, you know, it was just like a no brainer type of thing. And, um, she kind of thought I was crazy for asking the questions that I did. You know, I asked her, well, like, um, to, I, sh- I turned the book upside down and I asked her, cause that was part of the questionnaire on the book handling knowledge. And I turned it upside down and I said, can you read it this way? Or whatever the question was. And she's like, no, it's upside down. Like, it's, you're crazy, you know, like, so, um, yeah, she was just amazing. So, um, I think that's all I have to say. So thank you for listening. Um, have a good day. Bye.